0: It's everyone's worst nightmare, fire. And the USA has the second highest fire death rate in the industrialized world.
1: So what can you do to prevent house fires?
0: Well, to keep your family safe, read Fight Fires at Home with these tips. When you hit MoneyPit.com, just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve.
1: And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974.
0: coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. What are you working on? Are you getting your house ready for company? Are you getting your house ready for family? Are you getting your house ready to sell? Gosh, it's a tough market right now. It
1: went from being such a hot market to sell a house in to being a place where, gosh, do you really want to sell? Do
0: you know there's even homes that are being sold at auction today? It's actually becoming a pretty popular way.
1: I can't imagine that.
0: To sell houses, yeah, you set your minimum price and it goes up on the auction block and people come and they they buy it that way. So no matter what kind of home improvement project you want to tackle? Do you want to move and fix up a new house? Do you want to fix up the one that you're in? Call us right now 1888 money pit 8886663974. We can tackle any home repair question because we don't just play home improvement experts on the radio. <laughs> we actually have a little bit of a pedigree
1: That's right. We're actually both out there doing all of these things every day and learning tips and shortcuts and trying to bring all of those, you know, fun bits of wisdom to you all out there to go and do your own home improvements in a bit more quick and efficient way.
0: So call us with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. If you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question and a chance at winning a great prize. Because this Ooh, hour, oh, it's a
1: pressure washer. This
0: hour we're going to give away a pressure washer. That's right. You're going to be pressure washering everything. See, a pressure washer is a very addictive tool. You they start. Really with you
1: need. don't know how much you need one until you have one. You do
0: a little sidewalk first, and then you're onto the driveway. And the next thing you know, the you're entire going to be the house.
1: nicest neighbor because all of a sudden you're going to do your sidewalk, and you're just going to keep going because you're having <laughs> such a fun time with it. Your neighbors will love you.
0: And you'll get a $600 water bill next month. <laughs> but you'll have fun in the process. This pressure washer is from Husky. It's worth $169. It's going to go to one caller this hour. So call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit, And you better have a home improvement question because that's what we do. Leslie, who's first?
1: Tim in Nebraska, are you in your crawl space?
2: Yes, I am. <laughs>
1: What's going on in there? I
0: think this may be one of the first calls we've ever gotten direct from a crawl space.
2: Direct from a crawl space. All right, what's going on, Tim? Okay, I have a 70s-style ranch house, and they did not put a basement under it. When I purchased it, I put a basement under half of it, and the other half is still a crawl space with a sand floor. Okay. Uh, I get a lot of, of uh, musty smell, um, Moisture, I have a wood floor up on my, right above it, and it has a tendency to buckle during the summer when it's high oh, humidity. because it's humid. Mm, right. And I want to know if there's an easy cover to put over this sandy floor.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you want to use visqueen, use plastic sheeting, as heavy as you can get and with as few seams as you can get because a lot of the moisture that you're sensing in the air evaporates up from the soil. So you want to get some plastic sheeting and put it down across that surface. Let me ask you this. Is the crawl space area open to the finished basement area? Yes, it is. All right. And the basement area is finished?
2: Uh, semi. All
0: right. Because what I was going to say is if you can isolate the crawl space and you still have a high humidity issue there, what you could do is you could purchase a, a crawl space fan, which basically fits inside the standard 8 by 16 concrete block opening, except that when you wire it up, you wire it to a humidistat, not a thermostat or simply a switch. And what a humidistat will do is it will come on when it gets moist and damp down there, and it'll draw some cooler, drier air from the outside throughout the crawl space, and take that moisture with it away.
2: I have a dehumidifier right now hooked up, and it, it's just constantly running.
0: You know, the other thing that he might want to try, Leslie, is a whole house.
1: Yeah, a whole house dehumidifier is a great option if you have forced air or central air heating. Do you? Do yeah. You do. Well, this is a great opportunity for you. You can get a whole house dehumidifier installed, which will remove 90 pints of water from your home per day, which is two of those huge buckets of water that you see at the water cooler at the office. And that will really do a great trick. And it works on demand to rooms that need it more. It senses which rooms have more humidity. So it's constantly measuring levels of humidity and removing the proper amount of moisture per that room as it calls for.
0: Yeah, Tim, you might want to go to aprilair.com AprilAire.com. They make a whole house dehumidifier, and there's a dealer locator on their website. You can find someone local to install. It has to be installed by a pro. But it really works well at taking the moisture out of a home, and it actually is so effective that your air conditioning won't need to work quite as long and, and nearly as hard once that moisture is removed from the air. Okay, Tim, thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT.
1: A lot of people have prepping for winter on their mind, like Dorothy in Chicago, who listens to the Money Pit on WYLL.
3: What's going on with your furnace? Well, oh, we were trying to figure out. Um, Tom had said that <clears throat> talked about the importance of changing your filter every month. When we take the filter out, it it doesn't seem it doesn't show that it's it's um, screening out anything.
0: So it's not dirty at all.
3: Oh, it doesn't appear to be.
0: Well, it may not be installed properly Are you using the right size filter, Dorothy.
3: Yes, I believe so. My husband takes care of that.
0: Well, the other thing to check is to make sure you put it in with the proper direction. If you're using one of those um, paper fiberglass filters, those cardboard framed fiberglass filters, which by the way are not the best kind of filter to use, but it is the least expensive. um, There's an arrow on it that indicates airflow. And if you put it in backwards, it may not be doing the job that it's supposed to do. You need to know that the air is going to come from the duct usually into the bottom of the furnace if that's where it's mounted near the furnace and make sure that the arrow on the filter points inwards.
3: Um, uh, now, would price make a difference in the the quality of the filter? Well, well absolutely.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, if you're going to buy an inexpensive one, the ones that'll cost a dollar or two, they don't do as good a job as having, for example, a uh, an electronic air cleaner. Um, April Air makes a really good one called the Model Five Thousand that was ranked tops by Consumer Reports for the last two or three years, I remember, and I think that's even takes out virus-sized particles. So you can get you know, ones that basically keep the pebbles out, and ones that'll be so efficient that you can't get any virus particles through.
1: Microscopic it. particles.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then
1: that, of course, in turn makes all of your machinery, the furnace, your air conditioning, all of that run more efficiently.
0: Yeah, especially if you have any respiratory issues, if you have any allergies or, or any of that sort of thing, I would invest in a better air cleaning. We put one of those uh, April Air Model 5000s in our house and we have it just in the air conditioning system because we have a hot water heating system, but we turn that on even in the winter to let the air sort of run through the duct system because it does such a good job of scrubbing the air. So if you change your filters regularly or if you improve the quality of the filter, Dorothy, um, I think you will find that the house will stay cleaner and it'll be a lot easier to breathe. Dorothy, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Tennessee's on the line, and Eddie's got some leaking bricks. What's going on?
4: I have a home that is just absolutely leaking uh, at the foundation and was wondering if you all would know something that would fix this. It's coming in at where the, the floor it is is the brick outside. It's exterior brick. Okay. And it's coming in at the floor and was wondering if, if there's some way to fix that. So
0: what's happening is you have a brick home and the water is getting in between the brick and the wood structure and then coming out and leaking what, on the first floor or in the basement? It,
4: It is a first floor,
0: yes. On the brick exterior wall, Eddie, uh, are there weep holes? Are there places where there are gaps in the brick for the moisture to uh, escape? Uh
4: Uh-huh. There are. It's like on a corner of the house.
0: Because what I suspect is that there's some either breakdown and flashing or there's some gap in the brick structure. Mortar could be missing or a place where water is getting in that wall, falling, uh, and then leaking before it has a chance to run out the weep holes. And we've got to identify where that gap is. Now, if you say it's near a corner, um, is this uh, entire home brick or is it just the first floor? Describe the exterior finish to me. Uh,
4: Single floor. It's one floor. And it's uh, entirely brick. Uh, The house is approximately 29 years old.
0: All right. So what I suspect is that there's a gap in the brick wall or there's a crack in the brick wall or a place where mortar is missing. And I would carefully examine up on a ladder all of the space around the corner of the house where you see the leaks coming in. And I think you're going to find that there's a breakdown there somewhere. Now, once you identify it, it should be easy enough to fix. But it sounds to me like the wall is built correctly because you mentioned it has weep holes. But there's still a space where the water is getting in. If it's not coming in the roof area, it's got to be coming in through a crack or a crevice in the construction of the brick wall itself. All right, Eddie. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Okay, Money Pit listeners, coming up: late summer lawn care tips. We're going to tell you why your grass always goes brown at this time of year and what you can do to fix it.
1: Get green spray paint, a lot of it.
0: This spring, the wet look is in for outdoor surfaces. That is, new Bear Wet Look Sealer gives surfaces a high gloss wet look finish and protects against moisture stains and automotive chemicals. It can be used on interior or exterior pavers, concrete, unglazed tiles, brick, aggregate, natural stone, masonry, and stucco. Find it at The Home Depot or visit Behr, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to stains and finishes, there's good,
2: better, and Behr. It doesn't match the new shower curtain. is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, company's coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at faucetcoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too.
5: Oh honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not
2: the heat, it's the humidity. Not
5: my script book too. These pages are soggy. Not
2: the heat, it's the humidity. But we
5: have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? It's
2: not the heat, it's the humidity.
0: He's right, it's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com.
2: Table saw. 18 volt drill driver. Eight piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power
6: tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too.
2: Ryobi. Exclusively at the Home Depot.
6: Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Homeownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make, so it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes as well as townhouses and condominiums should be carefully examined too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of
0: Home Inspectors.
5: This portion of The Money Pit was brought to you by Ryobi, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI POWER TOOLS, PRO FEATURES, AFFORDABLE PRICE. AVAILABLE EXCLUSIVELY AT THE HOME DEPOT. NOW, HERE ARE TOM AND LESLIE.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Standing by for your phone calls at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974 for the answer to your home improvement question. For the solution to your do-it-yourself dilemma. If you're a do-it-to-yourselfer, we can help you too. If you get yourself in jams over home improvement projects, call us right now. 1-888-MONEYPIT. We don't judge. We just try to help you get out of those home improvement challenges.
1: Hey, you out there with the green spray paint. I wasn't serious. Put it down. Keep in mind, most climates, folks, have dry, warm, heat spells, which are gonna cause your grass to go brown. But there are other factors that contribute to why your grass is changing that beautiful shade of green to a dry, scratchy shade of brown. Some of the problems could be if you're mowing the lawn too short, if you're mowing in the same pattern every time you mow the lawn, or if you're refueling that mower on the lawn and splashing some gas all around in the lawn. If you've got any of those problems, Make sure you change the direction each time you mow and make sure you refuel on your driveway or a concrete surface. Or if you've got all grass, just throw a piece of plywood down there and put the mower up on top and then refill on there. If you've got poor soil or compacted soil, or if you're walking all over the same spots over and over again, causing the soil to compact and that grass to dry out, try to aerate your soil in the off-season and don't over-traffic one area. Take a walk around the other parts of your yard. Explore. Remember, it's your space. Learn every nook and cranny. And also, if you find that your lawn has insects or diseases, try to be aware of the symptoms that lead to why these bugs or these diseases are happening. And then you can accurately diagnose and treat these problems, often with a fungicide or insecticide. And with all of this and a little bit of water, you should have a beautiful green lawn all over again, Sands that green spray paint.
0: Hey, coming up in the next issue of our Money Pit e-newsletter, we're going to have three more reasons why your lawn may be brown this time of year and how to bring that grass back to life, including one problem very common in new construction. Man, that would really stink. Get a brand new house, you want a green lawn, and it's brown. You want the solution? Sign up today at MoneyPit.com for our free Money Pit e-newsletter. Again, that's at MoneyPit.com and it is free.
1: We got another free thing this hour. Why don't you tell them about our great prize, Tom?
0: That's right. It's the new Husky 1800 PSI electric pressure washer. It is a powerful unit that runs on 120 volt household current loaded with great features, makes it easy to tackle all kinds of home improvement projects from cleaning patios and sidewalks to lawn and furniture. It's going to make it a very easy job to keep your house looking very clean and very spiffy, and it's worth a lot of money.
1: That's right, it's worth $169, but it could be yours for free, so call us right now at 888 Money Pit for your chance to win.
0: Let's get back to the phones 1 888 Money Pit.
1: Next up, we're talking to Susan in Tennessee, who listens to the Money Pit and W E T R, and you've got a water management issue. Tell us about what's going on at your house.
3: Well, I have stucco um, on the exterior that's a drive it type of stucco, and it goes below the ground. Okay. And uh, my neighbors, we all have the same type of homes and they've been told that they're going to have water damage eventually mm-hmm. yeah. um, if they continue to have mulch against the stucco. Oh yeah. And uh, so some of them have put in a few inches of rock, stones, pebbles and such, and then they're then their mulch. Others have said they need to just totally remove all the mulch and put in stone only. There's only one company in town that does that. I was wondering if it's possible to do it on my own The company in town says they want to cut it off on an angle.
0: Right, because they don't want to cover the foam siding, which is basically what you're describing. You have uh, exterior insulated foam siding. It's known as EIFS or EIFS. And um, the particular brand that you mentioned and other forms of foam siding um, have been associated with water problems, with water leaking in through that stuff. So I'm really uncomfortable with EIFS, any form of EIFS, whether it's self-draining or not. As a siding material, so I think the company that's suggesting that this be trimmed so that it's not being covered is is probably has your best interest in mind. Um, that's not something that you ought to do by yourself. But I think that's kind of the right idea. If you do some searching on the Internet about this EIFS material, EIFS, I think what you will find is a lot of heartache across the country with people that have had many, many problems. It's been associated with homes that leak. It's been associated with homes that grow mold. It's just not a good product. I have a structural engineer who's a friend of mine who had the best quote I ever heard about this. His name is Bob. He says, that stuff was leaking on the drawing board. So it's definitely something to stay on top of as far as the maintenance is concerned. And I I think you're, you're definitely thinking correctly with keeping the moisture away from it as much as possible.
3: So does it matter if there's a few inches of stone before we put the mulch in?
0: Well, I think the idea here is that it's in contact with the grade, so the moisture is going to be sucked up into it. I think that's the concern. And if you can have an air gap between the siding and the grade, it's probably the best way to keep it dry. Uh, I have some concerns about it, Susan. Anything you can do to keep the water away is a good thing. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Well, we're on our way to West Virginia, where Mike listens to the Money Pit on WCHS, and you've got something going on in your refrigerator. Tell us about it.
4: Well, basically, I have water building up in the bottom underneath the two vegetable crispers it's clear clean water Uh, there's no drain plug in the bottom for it to drain out to a pan or anything Uh,
3: it does have an ice maker
1: it sounds like something is freezing in the bottom near where the pan is and then it's cooling you know it's breaking down in the refrigerator because it's not maintaining its freezing temperatures what do you think tom
0: You know, self-defrosting refrigerators usually dispose of the water um, via a tube or a drain channel that's inside the refrigerator, and it goes to a pan. It's usually in the bottom of the refrigerator where the water will evaporate. What happens is if that tube or that channel gets clogged, then the water never quite makes it down to the evaporator pan, and it backs up and leaks inside the refrigerator. And in some cases, it can get so bad that it'll actually leak out the front door. What you need to do is to pull everything out of the refrigerator and locate this drainage tube, and then get it unclogged, or if it slipped out of place or something, stick it back in. But it sounds to me like the drainage tube, it's definitely not getting the water all the way down, and it's backing up inside the refrigerator, and that's why you're seeing that water. It's not a big deal to fix. So would it be on the back? Yeah, it's probably going to be in the back, and that's why you're going to have to really search for it. You may have to empty stuff out, but think of it this way. You'll be able to clean the refrigerator <laughs> while you're at it. Mike, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Well, the couple that does home improvement together hopefully stays together. Now we've got Randy and Cindy together from Pennsylvania. What can we do for you both?
4: Well, uh, we've been re our kitchen, and we have some old tongue-and-groove paneling that we're trying to wallpaper over. Okay. We've tried liners and uh, primers and different things, and it still seems to telegraph through the wallpaper.
0: Yeah, I imagine it would. If it's tongue and groove paneling, it doesn't have grooves in it. That
1: It's got dimensional texture.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, you're never going to have a wallpaper that's thick enough to cover that. There's nothing that you could really put on the paneling in terms of a paper underlayment that's going to stop that.
1: Yeah, unless you want to fill all of those ridges. With...
0: Yeah, but even that, I would rather see you um, skin it with some thin drywall or better yet, take it off. Because I don't think you're going to find anything that's going to allow you to cover that with wallpaper and have it not show through, guys. I think that this tongue and groove paneling is going to be way too dimensional for you to cover with paper. You need to think about. You're always going yeah, to see it through. Yeah, you're going to need to think of some other options. Does this go all the way up the wall or does it go halfway up the wall? It goes
3: all the way, floor
4: to ceiling.
0: Well, have you thought about removing it? Will it come off?
4: Uh, not very easily.
0: You might want to just experiment with how difficult it might be to remove this, because if it's just nailed on, the wall repair is not going to be that significant. If it's glued on... If it's
1: glued on, that's a different story. Yeah,
0: then you're going to have to skim it with another piece of drywall on top of it. But I don't think you're going to find anything that will cover something as dimensional as tongue-and-groove paneling and a not show through with wallpaper, guys. Okay, Randy, and Cindy, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Hey, Money Pet listeners, what do you do when you find yourself caught in a nasty summer storm, but you're away from your home sweet home? Well, what do you do? We've got the solutions next.
3: You live in a Money Money
7: Pet!
5: This portion of the Money Pet is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one 888 Pit 888-666-3974. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: And we are like a power washer for your home improvement to-do list. We're giving one of those away this hour, too. It's the Husky Pressure Washer. It's worth $169. So call us right now if you'd like to get in on a chance to win that great prize. So let's say you're stuck in a major summer storm. Want some safety tips? Here we go. Best advice, stay inside. If you are out, get inside a vehicle with a steel roof. Don't take shelter in small sheds or under isolated trees because they're lightning targets. Stay away also from towers, fences, telephone poles, or power lines and avoid contact with water, appliances, metal objects, and anything else that conducts electricity.
1: If you're out on the water, say on a boat, or if you're swimming, go immediately ashore, take shelter, and get as far away from the water as you can. If you're in the woods, make sure you take shelter under the shorter trees. The tall ones are just reaching out like an antenna, so be careful. And make sure you squat low to the ground on the balls of your feet with your head in between your knees. Don't lie flat. You're giving yourself more surface area for that lightning to attract. And please stay off of the telephones just one last time. Don't
0: become a target. Call us right now for the answer to your home improvement. Question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next?
1: Next topic: aluminum siding with Frank in Louisiana. Tell us about it.
4: Yeah, I have uh, a question. I have a home that's probably about eighteen years old, and uh, in the recent storm we had, there's about three pieces of siding, probably fifteen foot up. It's two story home fell off. I thought it was vinyl siding, but it's aluminum siding. The way it looks, do they have to remove all the siding and the whole side because it's interlocked?
0: Yeah, and it's going to be really hard, if not impossible, for you to get replacements. Do you have the pieces that fell off?
4: Uh, yes, but they twisted in bent. Yeah. We had about 100-mile-an-hour uh, winds Ooh. that time. Wow. And, uh, and that's what I told my wife. Insurance company came out. And they said, well, that's easy to fix. And they gave us a little check for 200 I told my wife, I said, if it was vinyl, it would be so easy. I said, but aluminum inside I think they've got to take it all off the way it's laid. It's interlinked.
0: A uh, siding mechanic might be able to do a repair job on that, but if you say the pieces are all damaged and they're all, you know, warped and twisted, you may not be able to find replacement siding for there.
4: That's my concern because I can't find anybody that sells a little bit. Yeah,
0: I would not accept that check from the insurance company and sign off on anything for 200 bucks. because you may have to reside that part of the house. Yeah,
4: that's, that's what I was afraid of. It was going to be very costly. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're on the right track, Frank. Sorry to hear that that happened to you, but uh, you're correct. And you know what? It's a good time to reside anyway.
4: Uh, you're right, <laughs> you're right.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, necessity makes it a good time Thank you
0: for your help, I appreciate it You're welcome, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Now we're going to talk to Mike in Florida who's working on some tiles Tell us about your project
4: Yes, I've got a lot of tile work in the house that we've just had put in And I'm wondering about the best way to seal the grout So the dirt doesn't get caked down in it Because you can't ever get it out
0: Yeah, and you've got to seal it now before you get any dirt in there Uh, Yes, that's what I'd like to do.
1: So you haven't done anything at this point at all to seal it? No. There's a couple of great applicators. There's one that looks like it has a nail polish brush on the end. It's like a squeezable bottle with a very tiny brush on top. And there's another one that's a squeezable bottle with a sponge on a roller. Both are excellent applicators because they get that sealant exactly where you want it, right on the grout line.
0: Yeah, and the best sealants are the silicone sealants, Mike. Those are the ones I've had the best results with. So I think you're definitely on the right track. With the right tools and the right sealant, you will not be having to clean that grout very soon.
1: All right, well, every toolbox needs what we like to call the Dirty Dozen, 12 must-have tools.
0: Up next, a chance to check your list against ours and see if you have everything you need to take on just about every basic home improvement project.
5: The Money Pit is sponsored in part by Behr from Home, where you can select from over 3,700 paint colors and order samples online for home delivery. For more information, visit Behr.com. That's b-e-h-r.com. Uh-huh.
7: The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building a remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to StopFeedingMold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer.
1: So, I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Mm -hmm. Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen. And look at that metal roof. Gee. (laughs) A metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer?
6: Well, we'd like to look inside first. (laughs) Oh, really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit MetalRoofing.com. Did you know that you can qualify for a federal tax credit of up to $500 when you buy an Energy Star metal roof? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to MetalRoofing.com.
5: Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not
2: the heat, it's the humidity. Not
5: my script book too. These pages are soggy. Not
2: the heat, it's the humidity. But we
5: have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? It's
2: not the heat, it's the humidity.
0: He's right. It's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air Whole Home Dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com.
5: Money Pit. This portion of The Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com.
0: Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one Money Pit. the website moneypit.com, home of the free Money Pit e-newsletter. Call us now if you have a question about your home improvement project and need some help solving that do-it-yourself dilemma. So
1: if you've got a list that's chock full of your honey to-do list projects, we've got some things that you must have in your toolbox. That's right, it's the homeowner's dirty dozen, the twelve must-have tools to tackle just about anything that's on that list. Here we go ready? A cordless drill, a hammer, an angle square for marking and checking corners, a multi-head screwdriver, a pry bar, a utility knife, a 25-foot tape measure, an adjustable wrench, a chalk line, a circular saw, and a level. Tom, do you have any others that we missed?
0: No, that's pretty much is going to get you through most of your home improvement projects. I would say, however...
1: And demolition projects a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the nice thing about the cordless tools today is that once you sort of buy into one line, like the Ryobi one Plus, for example, you can buy their cordless drill and those same batteries will fit cirque saws and, and everything else in the house.
1: And that's great also because as you expand on your skill set or you find more and more projects to tackle around the house, you're able to do so without having to buy so many more things to add to your workshop.
0: Exactly, so you want to know what to do with those tools? Call us right now. We'll help you get through those home improvement projects at one eight 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 Money Pit, and we may give you some more tools to get the job done. Because this hour, one caller is going to win the new Husky eighteen hundred psi pressure washer. It's a powerful unit that runs on one hundred twenty volt household current. It'll have you fixing up and cleaning up that lawn furniture and the driveways and the sidewalks. Once you get started, you won't know where to stop. You may have a $1,200 water bill the next month. But, uh, <laughs> but everything you know, will be
1: sparkling sparkly clean. Sparkly
0: clean, exactly. So call us right now. It's worth 169 bucks. Leslie, who's next?
1: Having a water feature in the house can be very relaxing until it goes wrong, and that's exactly what's happening with Lindsay in Louisiana. What's happening to your water fountain?
3: Well, we have a uh, wall fountain, and we treated it, painted on dry lock. That didn't work. It wouldn't hold water. Then we put a product on it called EPDM, and it's still leaking.
0: This is a water fountain, what is it, outside your house or inside your house?
3: It's in a courtyard.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, EPDM is an Elastomeric roofing um, product that you would think would work, but it sounds to me... Like if you're trying to create sort of like an outdoor water feature and this um, old one is not working, um, Leslie, what I'm thinking she might want to do is fiberglass.
1: Well, a fiberglass could be great. It depends on what the interior of this water feature is made out of. If it's something that you can see into and you want to continue seeing into it, the fiberglass might work well because you can get almost a clear finish to it, so you might be able to see through it. If it's something where you can't really see into the basin, you might want to think about getting a plastic fixture that sits right in and acts as a separate bowl within.
0: Like a liner
1: almost? Exactly. Okay, we Mm -hmm. thought about that.
0: That's probably the Two options that you might have, Lindsay, if you want to pick up the fiberglass material, you can usually buy that at an auto supply store because it's used in body repair as well. Or a
1: boating store. Or a
0: boating store as well, yeah. All right, Lindsay, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit 888-666-3974.
1: Tom, one time we were doing an episode of While You Were Out Down uh-huh. in South Carolina, and I've made tabletops out of resin where, you know, you can put different things in it, and then it seals up on top of this little, you know, almost like concrete. You build a foundation for it, you fill it with the resin, you put stuff in it, it dries, beautiful tabletop. All I could find was boat... Resin, boat, boat resin. fiberglass. Right. And so I make the tabletop, put it on there. It's very yellow. It's not really drying in the same way. It's not curing properly. All of a sudden, the entire thing curls up on itself and like hurls itself off of the tabletop. And we watched this reaction happen over a few hours. And everybody <laughs> was laughing hysterically at this monstrous frisbee that we made. And of course, the project failed miserably. So oh, it man. always makes sense buy the right product.
0: I was thinking that maybe there was a hardener that you didn't put in or something. No,
1: we put the hardener and everything was fine. It just didn't stick. Just we didn't were putting stick. fish bones and fishing lures and maps. <laughs> you know, we wanted to make it a nautical themed tabletop. It became the nautical Frisbee that broke into a thousand pieces.
0: All right. Well, do as we say, not as we do. The number is one eight 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 money pit Leslie, who's next?
1: Now we're talking to Walton, Florida. You're thinking about tiling your floor. Tell us about what's down there now and what you want to do.
3: Yeah, what I have now, I have linoleum down in the kitchen.
2: Okay. And I was thinking, could I take tile and put it over that?
0: Uh, Sure. Are you talking about ceramic tile or vinyl tile? Ceramic. Well, you don't want to glue directly to the linoleum because it's not going to stick. What you're going to want to do is put in uh, quarter-inch Luan plywood first as an underlayment. Okay. So this is thin uh, plywood that's put down with mixture. You use ring nails to put it down, All right. which have little grooves in them so they don't pull back out. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you can go ahead and glue the tile down and grout it from there. But you don't want to put... The tile right on top of the linoleum.
1: But also, you want to think about since it's your kitchen and you've got a lot of big appliances in there, you want to make sure that you don't trap any of those appliances in their place by putting the tile, you know, right up to, say, the dishwasher or the oven, especially if something is built in under the countertop, like the dishwasher is. So you want to make sure that you pull it out, put the tile all the way under, and then adjust the legs so that the dishwasher will fit right back in there. And even go ahead and tile under the fridge, you know, move it out, put that tile down make everything uniform. Perfect.
3: You made my day.
0: All right, well, thanks so much for calling us at 1888 Money Pit 888-666-3974.
1: Let's talk to Marlene in New Jersey who finds the Money Pit on WCTC and you've got a flooding basement. Tell us what happens.
3: Uh, my brother went away on vacation and he came back and the basement was flooded. Uh, we cleaned it up and then uh, it flooded again, but this time it was coming actually from the ground. And we think that there's a stream that runs under the house.
1: Are you finding, or is your brother finding, that the basement floods after a heavy rainfall, or does it just seem to happen at certain times of the year?
3: Well, he's been in the house for 15 years. This was the first time that actually he had experienced, uh, you know, water. He They just put into some pumps, you know. But I don't know if that's really, uh, if it's a stream underneath, is that going
2: to really...
0: No, because you know what? The stream didn't just materialize after 15 years. It
3: would
1: have been there forever. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, I think, Leslie, this is a classic grading and drainage problem.
1: I mean, you never know. You could have a breakdown in your gutter system. We have the same thing with our basement. All of a sudden, everything was fine. All of a sudden, we had water in the basement. It was because we had a crack in the gutter 20 feet away from where the water came into the house. This can happen. I mean, if your gutter or your drainage system isn't working properly, water can come in from the outside through the subfloor, through the walls because it's all concrete and it's hydroscopic so it's pulling that water in. So have your brother look at his gutter systems. Make sure they're clean. Make sure the downspouts are clean. If they're full, that water's going to back up and over and come in behind the roof, behind the walls. It can deposit from the downspouts right into the foundation. So have them look at the downspouts. Make sure that they're clean. Make sure that they deposit the water three to six feet away from the house. And then look at the grating. You want to slope down about four inches over six feet going away from the house. So it's a gradual slope, but it's effective. And those, if you do those things, that should really control the water that comes into the basement.
0: Marlene, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit 888-666-3974. I'd like to have um just like a nickel for every unnecessary <laughs> sump pump that is purchased and installed in this country. Yeah,
3: but in
1: some situations, people really do need Rarely.
0: Them. Rarely. It all comes down to grading and drainage, folks. It's very easy to fix. Don't panic over wet basements. We can make them go away. Call us now, one 888 Pit. Well, if you live in the Mid-Atlantic region, there has been some recent torrential rainfall there that might have you wondering how to handle some of those challenging water damage problems.
1: We'll answer some of those questions next. You
7: live in a money pit. This
5: portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie.
0: Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, the website moneypit.com. You can log on there and click on Ask Tom and Leslie. If you've got an email question that's burning and needs to be answered, we do our best to get back to as many folks as we can, either in person or vis-a-vis this radio show. So let's jump into the email bag now.
1: Okay, this one comes from Janet in Washington, D.C., who writes Our carpeted, finished basement got wet this week, like everyone else's. And when pulling up the carpet, we saw below old tiles in poor condition, with many cracks and crumbling edges. Because the house was built in 1938, we suspect the tiles have asbestos backing. I've always heard that if such tiles were in good condition or sealed up under something, they were not dangerous. Is this true even now after the water damage? Could we cover this old flooring with backer board and ceramic tile, or need we worry about the degraded asbestos back tile beneath it and have it removed?
0: Well, Janet, what concerns me about this particular question is that you say that the asbestos is degraded, deteriorated. That's when it becomes an issue. When it's solid and well-adhered to the floor, it's not going to escape to the air. But when it's deteriorated like that, it quite possibly could be. So this is a situation where you may want to bring in an expert to have the asbestos removed. It's going to cost you a couple of thousand bucks, but I don't want to see you live with deteriorated and degraded asbestos that could easily become airborne. If it's in it's fine, but it's when it deteriorates that becomes the issue.
1: All right, we got another one from Bill in DC who writes, the paint on the inside of my basement brick wall seems to have developed a dark color with a sandy texture and spots. Is this just a problem or can I paint over it?
0: Uh, sounds like a water problem.
1: Yeah, it does. It sounds what like do you, you should think? look at his draining and drainage, drainage, uh, his <laughs> draining and grating around the property.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because if this wall is getting saturated, what's going to happen is the water is going to weep through the brick and then it's going to sort of try to evaporate it sometimes what happens is it will evaporate or try to evaporate sort of through the paint but never quite makes it so it sort of pushes the paint off the wall and gets very dark and very crumbly you get a lot of efflorescence there so bill what i would tell you to do is to really look at the drainage situation outside and reduce the source of the moisture Well, Money Pit listeners, it is still hurricane season. And for those of you that are fortunate to not live in the hurricane area, there are still a lot of storms out there. And that leads us to the topic of a paper trail. You know, so many things we have today are electronic in nature. So many of our records are electronic. Our checkbooks, our documents, they're all electronic. But sometimes it makes sense to have some of these things in paper. And that's the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word.
1: That's right, folks. You don't want to imagine what would happen if a hurricane or any other major catastrophe damaged or even destroyed your home, but it is possible. So it's a good idea to be prepared just in case folks okay hopefully you'll never have to use it but god forbid you do at least you're ready for it make sure you keep a paper trail in a water and fireproof box or even a safe deposit box away from your home and inside this storage box you should include any insurance policies your deed or your lease for your home or your apartment your birth and marriage certificates your passports your social security cards don't carry those around with you it doesn't make a smart thing my friend had her stolen out of her wallet so keep yours in there keep your bank info, all of your account numbers, the phone numbers, any wills, or any other important documents that you might have that would be hard or impossible to replace if they're damaged or lost. And it's also a good idea to keep an inventory of the items that are in your home for insurance purposes, just in case things are damaged or destroyed. You can use a digital or a video camera to record all of the areas of your home, and that'll give you a visual documentation of everything that you have in your house. And all of these things... You want to just have them on hand just in case, and hopefully you'll never have to use them.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Hey, coming up next week on the program, they don't call them the dog days for nothing. We're going to give you some quick tips to stay cool in the sweltering heat. I'm Tom Kreitler. And
1: I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Remember, you can do it yourself,
1: but you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 Money Pit.